Welcome to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. I'm Cliff Hickman of the Cant Repository along with Joe Scalzo and Mike Popovich of The Rep. And we're reviewing Friday night in week six. And we're going to start off with uh, Joe who always seems to find himself near the most exciting game of the week. You had McKinley 20 and Lake 19 tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think you could make an argument that this is the best game uh, in Stark County this season. I, I covered uh, a McKinley-Euclid game in week three that was was really good as well but that had like an out of area team but uh comes down to the final minute um lake had a chance to go for two uh after scoring i think with 14 seconds left and and uh kind of did a little bootleg to the right and, and mckinley covered it up well and and uh held on even though lake got the onside kick they kind of didn't have enough time and didn't have any timeouts so um just to uh, you know for for one thing i think mckinley they obviously improved the 3-0 in the federal league and get a chance to to you know stay alive in that federal league race and and for lake i mean they they uh you know they took one on the chin last week against jackson they didn't play very well in the second half and and just uh did everything right i think in that second half except win so um kind of a huge game for them this is kind of a strange game reading your tweets joe you had lemire garrett on the on the sidelines there for a good part of the first quarter it sounded like yeah it, it i the up in the press box there was kind of a story that he had missed maybe a workout or something like that but when i asked Marcus watley afterwards um he said there was nothing disciplinary about it and i'm not sure i believe that but um i'm sure he didn't want to you know like show up his kid he you know obviously Lemire's a good dude and, and obviously a great player so uh, didn't play the first quarter played the rest of the game and and uh yeah kind of an effective second quarter but got slowed down the second half and Mike Popovich is going to join us here yeah Joe I you weren't here with us last week when I watched McKinley for the first time and uh I was really impressed with the way Elijah Wesley played at quarterback I was just kind of curious since you've seen him you know, tonight and a little bit more than I have. What do you think his progression has been? Yeah, I mean, I I remember watching him in week one against Warren Harding, and he just uh, he, he misfired a lot of passes. He has really grown. Uh, I mean, if we were going to talk about most improved players through the first six weeks, he, he'd definitely be on that list. He, he's um, really settled in as a passer. They didn't run him very much tonight. I asked if maybe he was beat up, and and uh, Marcus Wiley said no. It was just it was kind of like what they were getting from Lake's defense, and thought they had some opportunities in the passing game. But um, he, he is uh, he, he's you know really kind of developed into a good passer and 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 uh, they have so many weapons obviously on the on you know receiver and tight end so um really gives them their offense another dimension although i think probably you know 20 points tonight i would imagine is their their season low i can't i didn't look that up but um you know lakes defense did a nice job against them that's uh setting up a big showdown next week joe we've got uh jackson and mckinley on the horizon i was over at glen oak tonight where the polar bears defeated the golden eagles uh, 38 to 6 and ethan adkins had a huge game for jackson 242 yards rushing three touchdowns just uh a really nice game from him joe yeah i mean he kind of uh he, he was you know a feature back for part of the season last year i think they they used two guys and he's really emerged this year and i mean you saw him he he's 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 a federal league running back isn't he he just uh just solid everywhere and, and athletic and and uh you know 
obviously they have Jake Ryan, who's, you know, as good as any player in the league, you know, at, at wide receiver and safety, but he adds that second dimension to their offense and gives them some good balance. Yeah, he's definitely what I would call a bruiser, Joe. He seems to really love lowering the shoulder and initiating contact. He certainly doesn't shy away from it. Yeah, kind of a, almost like a typical lake running back, if you were to think about, like, the perception of what that would be. Um, but, uh, yeah, another guy that just kind of, like, took a step forward and, and uh you know, to me, Jackson has been. I only saw him last week against Lake. They were the most impressive team I've seen, um, just in terms of their consistency, not making mistakes. McKinley had some penalties tonight. They had some some drop passes. You know, even at an interception that could have gone for a pick six, they dropped. And and uh, you know, th- th- those plays are there. They're not making them consistently enough. And I think that's probably what you know what Jackson does better than, than maybe anybody is just they don't beat themselves and they're just fundamentally good every play. Yeah, I think I only had them for three penalties tonight and the thing that really impressed me is the offensive and defensive lines. They are really solid at the point of the attack. Uh, the line had a I mean they would get to the second level of the Glen Oak defense. You'd see the center just pancaking <laughs> linebackers. I mean just knocking them down and falling on top of them as Adkins steps over both of them. So it was pretty impressive. I really liked what I saw from Jackson and that's not even talking about uh, Hunter Geisinger and Jake Ryan as you mentioned. They connected for a touchdown and looked really good and Ryan is super athletic. That guy can I mean one time he just the, the touchdown he scored he just took a slant and was just faster than everybody else that was that was it yeah and and you know you mentioned their line i mean ethan atkins is not like barry sanders he isn't the guy that's just wiggling through and and you know making 50 guys miss he's taking what's there he's reading you know reading the blocks and and powering through and just lowering his shoulder and he's obviously you know fast and athletic but um yeah it's it's definitely a team thing and and what impressed me against Lake was not just their offensive line, but their defensive line. They don't stay blocked. They they got off blocks, um, and you know, every time there was a hole, it closed quickly. And and so it's it's going to be a big challenge for McKinley, and and it's really interesting game in terms of you know probably deciding the Federal League you know in Week Seven. Yeah, the Glen Oak quarterback, sophomore Isaiah Knox, was running for his life most of the night. I mean, it was incredible. It was like someone was always free in getting to him. And you might look at Knox's numbers and and think he had a bad night, but I was actually really impressed with his decision-making because I think some guys would have turned it over a lot more than – he had two interceptions. One was a tip, and that Mm -hmm. one really wasn't his fault. That was like a – that was a good pass that just got tipped and intercepted. And one was in the fourth quarter when things were way out of hand. So there's a, there's things to, and I talked to uh, Bo Balderson after the game and he, he thinks Isaiah Knox is going to be a, a really good player in the years to come. But again, it's, you know, they got to rebuild the culture. He said that the change in offenses is a factor from the heavy ground game they've had over the years to what they like to do. And I had people ask me about it on Twitter after the game. And, uh, I think it's just something that's going to take some time. I think Bo Balderson will get that program where it needs to be. It just it's going to take a year or two. Yeah, it's funny because they're 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 only two and a half years probably removed from being you know a federal league contender, a playoff team. Um, you know, I think Scott Garcia, you know, he did such a good job, but I think just being an AD just took so much time. People don't know how much time yeah. it takes out of your life, and and you know it it some probably things some things like some oversight slipped or you know the lower levels and and you're kind of seeing you know Bo has to kind of build that up again, but 
you know, it's not like they, you know, they're, they've been dormant for a while. It's just kind of like a little dip. And, and I'm sure, you know, we've, we've alluded to it many times, you know, he went 0 and 10 at Jackson his first year and turned that program, you know, into, you know, got in the way where it is now. And, and I'm sure he'll do the same thing, same thing for Glen Oak. And, um, you know, it's just, they're going to have to go through another year like this. And maybe even next year might be a little bit rough too. And uh, I guess one of the the bigger surprises of the night, uh, Perry gets by Hoover tonight, thirty five to twenty eight. Joe, yeah, and and <laughs> we were kind of writing them off a little bit last, like two weeks ago, and they, you know, they lost to Jackson, and didn't, you know, Keith Wakefield obviously is not shy about complaining about his team not playing well, and and uh, you know, last year week they have to kind of sneak by Louisville, so. Uh, on paper, we you know we keep expecting this Hoover team to be the team that we we thought they'd be early in the season, and here they are sitting I think three and three, and um, you know they got a really tough game against I think Lake next week, and and still got Jackson. So um, you know Perry is doing what Perry does, which is get better, um, pounding people on the ground and rolling up 400 yards and rushing, and and uh, you know I mentioned earlier that that you know Jackson McKinley might li- decide the federal league, but then again the federal league never does seem to go the way you think it is. And Perry is looking like a team that could win it too. And then, uh, in the final federal league game of the night, uh, non-conference action, central Catholic defeats green seven to six. Yeah. Good win for central Catholic. And I, I thought green coming into this on a nice roll might get this one central's played up all year and Mm -hmm. scheduling is, is probably pretty beat up. I'd imagine, but uh, that's a nice win for the Crusaders. But we predicted a good one, didn't we, on Tuesday when I we did podcast? We, did, yeah. we said this was going to be a good game. So uh, it lived up to a, probably a little, <laughs> little less scoring than we thought yeah, there man. might be. You think Austin Beck? You're thinking, you know, points galore and yeah, Porter Flynn. You know, the good players there. Exactly. And, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of what you want from from uh, from your federal league non conference games. You want something close like that. Yeah, I was going to say Central Central Catholic probably wishes Green would be having a better season right now because that would really you know loom large for them because they still have a lot of climbing to do uh, in their region in in uh, Division Five to to get back in the playoff contention and uh, I I think I think they could just if they could just string some wins together I don't think they've had a winning streak all season it's been you know loss win loss win so. Um, I think they have Carrollton next week, so I mean they wouldn't get a lot of points if they won that game. But uh, you know, to get a win streak together, that'd be big for them. Yeah, we'll be breaking down the Carrollton Warriors and all things EBC in just a moment. First, know the the Friday Night Ohio podcast is powered by Sarda. Sarda providing over five thousand rides a day for work. Sarda provides over two point four million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? How about Marlington, where the Dukes knocked off Salem 24-16 to in the big EBC game of the night? Uh, this is one we had our eyes on all week. I know Marlington had a lot of injuries coming into this game. Salem was undefeated. Marlington weathers that storm and uh, holds on for the win. They were actually up in this game 24-0. to Yeah, they were actually uh, – they basically had to hold on at the end. I mean, Salem scored two late touchdowns. I think one of them came – uh on a on a turnover by Marlington so uh the dukes i think if uh you know they were looking to get or stay in the EBC 
race. I mean, I think this had to be uh, a must win for them, and uh, they were able to get it. Absolutely. I think this does put them to be probably playing Alliance in Week 10 for the EBC title. Alliance still has a game against Salem to go. That'll be an interesting to watch. The Aviators did defeat Canton South tonight, uh, 20-7. to Alliance was actually uh, trailing in that game early, 7-3. to So they come back and get the win there. Also in the EBC, you had uh, West Branch getting its first win of the season. We talked about them, Joe. I thought Carrollton might be trending up. It didn't work out that way. They got shut out 28-0. to yeah, I, did I did I take Carrollton? I might. Have. I I think I did. I thought they I I thought they were heading in opposite directions, and well, there you are. Well, you know, I would think at West Branch, there's you know that was a wake up call probably last week to just say, hey, you know, let's not let this define our season. Let's not you know, uh, you know, kind of go down and be the team that lost to Minerva and then didn't fight the rest of the season. So good win for them, and and uh, yeah, Carrollton. I mean, they they seem to be good at certain things but they just don't have a complete team right now they just can't put that full game together yes yeah, so. an offense has been a problem it looked like they had gotten that on track but it seems like they revert to the early season version of Carrollton that had like six points in two weeks so uh they'll be looking to get that on track in the future and finally non-conference game Riverview 28 Minerva zero that was a much tougher game than I than I thought it was going to be when I looked it up I saw Riverview uh had a couple losses coming into this game and then i saw the record of their opponents and they had like one loss combined (laughs) to the to the teams they lost to so i figured that one might be uh a little tougher than maybe you you thought it would be just looking at records yeah and i'm sure that that had to be a really emotional win for minerva and it's probably hard to just get focused and you know kind of back where you were and and maybe this shakes you up and go okay we you know we're a good team, but we got to bring it the same way we did against West Branch, and and uh, you know just kind of a learning experience. But you know we're not talking about the losing streak, so exactly. just one loss, and that's okay. They still have a game against uh, Carrollton to go, Joe. So Minerva's going to have some opportunities, I think, to win some games here down the stretch. Yeah, the, I mean the EBC's quality wise, obviously not where they want to be, but you get some competitive games here out of it. Yeah, that is for sure. I'd like to remind you that the Goodwill Drive to Victory returns this season. Fans will be able to donate clothes and housewares at a donation trailer set up at a participating site. Donations will be sold in local Goodwill stores and support employment programs for people in our community with disabilities or other barriers to employment. Donate stuff, help your school, help your community. And we're going to take a look at some other scores from around the area. We had Louisville going to uh, Howland and pulling out a 34-7 to win tonight, Joe. The Leopards get back on track. I think that shows you that, that Louisville is better than, than their record was. I mean, it came in, I think, 2-3, and three, but they easily could have been 5-0, and oh, and they just came out and pasted you know, a decent team from, from Trumbull County, the Mone Valley area. And, and uh, you know, again, we, there's a, we always say it, there's always one team with with – you know, good team, bad record, and I think it showed what they did tonight. You know, they got talent everywhere, and uh, you know that's a nice win for them. Well, the curse of the Friday Night Ohio podcast reared its head in the next game, Joe. We spent a lot of time talking up the Northwest Indians, and CVCA comes out with a thirty to thirteen win. Shane Douglas for the Royals uh, had a big night. Yeah, Northwest I think had a bunch of turnovers and just yeah. kind of played sloppy and and. Uh, you know, again, 
that gets you beat. You know, they they came out and almost beat Orville, so their their best is as good as anybody. But um, you know, you can't you can't fumble the ball and lose fumbles, and and I'm sure that they're just frustrated because I'm sure they'd like to show uh, have a better showing. And uh, we also have Orville 27, Tuslaw 7. That's the other big pack game of the week. So Orville uh, continues to win. We're going to bring in Mike Popovich here in just a moment. First, we'd like to remind you that the Akron Children's Hospital FridayNightOhio.com game of the week will return in week seven. The live stream broadcast in partnership with iHeartRadio will be on FridayNightOhio.com and the FridayNightOhio.com app. And you can stay tuned to this program early next week for the game. We'll have all that information for you. Now we're going to bring in Mike Popovich for one of the most wild games of the night. East Canton 37, Malvern 36. Mike, what happened in this one? Well, I'll tell you this much, Cliff. As you know well, all too well, when you're in charge of the flip phone and the scores come in, you know, they can come in pretty fast. And I think I think this this game had to have been the game of the night because there was so many swings back and forth in the fourth quarter. East Canton scored to take the lead with a minute and 49 seconds left. Nathaniel Suntimer had a touchdown run. And then Malvern comes back, scores with 54 seconds left. Dirk Hutchinson throws his fourth touchdown pass of the night to Kenneth and Martin. But then East Canton comes back and scores with nine seconds left on Nathaniel Suntimer's fourth touchdown run of the game. Um, for as uh, I, I mean, for as for as tough as it's been for East Canton to score points in recent weeks, I mean, this had to be uh, really pleasing for uh, Spider Miller, their head coach. I mean, he's. Uh, I mean, they they had been. I mean, in the only game they won during this stretch, they only scored seven points. So you know, thirty-seven, thirty-six over Malvern, their first IBC North game. So you know, they're one and zero in the league. So. I mean, that's a great victory for them. I, I don't know. I wasn't listening last week in the podcast. Did you guys explain to the, the listeners what the flip phone is, that we have a flip phone in our office? Yeah, the flip phone is where people text the scores into for FridayNightOhio.com, our correspondents. And sometimes they'll ask questions, and it's one of those ones where you have to type out the individual lev- letters. I'm talking like 15 years ago. I haven't seen one of these things since college and didn't know they still existed. But we have one. It's a operation and uh mike popovich mentioned it i hear that buzzing in my sleep early saturday morning i don't know about you you got a taste of it what was it like well this was the first time i was uh i didn't go to a game on friday night so you know i was in charge with it and uh you know in the past when i've been charged with it nothing's really changed i mean there's a score a touchdown scored every 30 seconds it seems you know or like i think there was a stretch where you know it buzzed three times in 10 seconds, you know, with with all the scoring goes on. And, I mean, the end of this Malvernese can game, I mean, it was just, you know. It had it on the verge of a core meltdown, I think. Yeah, I, that, think, I think it might be the last flip phone that's still surviving in the world right now. So, uh, you, uh, you know. It's like the last of the Mohicans, only it's a flip phone. <laughs> and it's not nearly as entertaining as Daniel Day-Lewis, so. There's that, uh, but yeah, the the flip phone is something I'm never gonna forget as long as I live. It's uh, it's a gift that I cherish every week as it buzzes.
uses and I have conversations with it that I can't talk about on the air. Yeah, and <laughs> there, there was a game uh, on Saturday night early in the season where we got a bunch of texts and I forgot to turn it on. And so someone like asked afterwards, hey, I was I was sending all these updates. And so there's one fatal flaw to the, the flip phone is that you have to turn it on uh, <laughs> on Saturday night in order to get texts because uh, we always do it on Friday. I, I noticed one thing, too, that people... Uh, Sometimes they'll they'll type the losing score first, and of course that that's a pet peeve of mine. So uh, the hey song and and <laughs> typing the losing score first—that's two ways to get under Mike Popovich's skin. So next week, what happens now that we've said this on the air is every score I get is going to be backwards. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't see that on Twitter enough, but if you follow at uh, Mike Popovich rep. I think that's your Twitter. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, you'll you'll see that at least once a week. Someone has sent you a score backwards. It's the highlight of all of our days when you get that backwards score also because Twitter hears about it and so do we. So it's kind of a double, two for one. Well, things rarely upset me, but if that's the thing that upsets me, I guess I have it pretty good, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, Mike, we're going to continue on here in the IVC. How about uh, Sandy Valley 49, Tusky Central Catholic 0? Yes, and Cameron Blair put up some numbers tonight for the Cardinals. Yeah, he was uh, responsible for uh, five more touchdowns, three of them coming through the air, and uh, uh, that puts him at uh, 70 career touchdowns. So he'll have a shot to uh, uh, break Charles Babb's uh, Stark County career touchdowns record next week when they play Strasburg. Uh, Bab had seventy three, and as a matter of fact, Maslin's Aiden Longwell. You know he's gonna he's gonna surpass seventy three touchdowns this year as well. So, uh, uh, you know, another huge win for the Cardinals. They were up thirty five nothing at halftime. You know, it was, uh, you know, it was it was practically over by then and you know they're they're one and oh in the uh ivc north and uh they'll be they'll be playing east canton in a couple of weeks and cameron blair back for another year next year do you think he can hit triple digits mike at the end of everything oh i'm pretty sure i mean yeah my my goodness if, if they would ever have if they'd have a deep playoff run this year he might get triple digits this year but uh you know what a what a career you know whatever level it is you know whatever to to be that effective uh in your first two and a half seasons of your high school career is pretty amazing that's going to be a hard record for anybody to catch no matter where it ends up because you know charles babb's been out of school for a decade and that's held up until now so that's uh, that's really special And we'd like to thank you for downloading and listening to the Friday Night Ohio podcast powered by Sarda. Sarda, providing over 5,000 rides a day for work. Sarda provides over 2.4 million rides a year. Sarda takes you to work, school, medical appointments, and more. Sarda, where can we take you today? I think they're taking us all home. This is it. I make that joke every time, and in no way does it ever get old. This is a podcast from the Canton Repository Sports Department. Look for our next episode early next week. For Joe Scalzo and Mike Popovich, I'm Cliff Hickman. We will see you after a while.